Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke coming up here momentarily. How about this, Gordon? I just got a call during the break from my wife and uh, my daughter, Sadie. And I got the, for the first time ever, she requested that I say hi to her on the radio. So hi to my beautiful daughter, Sadie, who's listening right now with my wife. Hi, Sadie. What a, what, a, what a cute kid she is. She is. She is yeah, a cute she's kid. A, she's, a, she's, a, she's, a, she's a terrific uh, two-and-a-half-year-old. It's been fun spending more time with her, too. Uh, I, I will say that. Uh, hopefully a lot of families out there maybe making the most, spending a little bit more time uh, together. But, uh, yeah, she's a cutie. And she wanted me to say hi to her on the radio. How cool is that? So there you go. Well, and, and, and I think you owe her an apology. For what? Because you were saying earlier that you run around saying one, I'm going to count to three, one, two, three, and then you were kind of complaining. I wasn't. I wasn't complaining. I was merely kind of I- complaining, identifying some difficulties. That's all. <laughs> and why do we have to bring this up now when we know she's listening? Real, Sadie, real helpful. Say, I'm, I'm serious. Sadie is one of the most fun. Most she's just a doll, a cute little kid and lots of energy lots of positive energy great taste in music too yeah good takes after her mom yeah she does i agree with that all right we're going to talk to david coming up here momentarily uh we'll ask him uh, his thoughts on what's going on around the world of sports what's going on in general i know uh, david after their situation there in oklahoma city uh kind of uh quarantined himself uh for a while uh and in fact he told me today today is kind of the first day he's actually having uh, actual contact uh, contact with other humans. So uh, it's good, David, uh, handling that uh, in a precautious manner. So uh, good for him for being socially responsible. Looking forward, certainly, to talk to him about uh, about what's going on out there. You know, Jake, earlier I told you that I wanted to talk about these tips for positivity during uh, difficult sure, times. Sure, sure. And I mentioned it to Austin, and he thinks we should run these by lock. Okay. Locke, all notoriously right. positive thinker. No, I mean, and this this is uh, this is good for all our listeners to hear. I think yeah, good good information coming from uh, a uh, doctor. Okay. So JTR makes up a mystery and points at Hood's foot as though he kicked his foot out. <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> Unbelievable! They didn't call the foul. Man, I love David. I, I I miss hearing David call the action. It feels, you know what's weird about the the this situation, Gordon? There's a lot of things weird, obviously, but just the like the sudden stop of jazz basketball, right? Usually when the, the playoff run ends or the season comes to a conclusion, you know, we all kind of see it, can prepare for it. It's just it's just weird not having it right now. Well, that applies to a lot of aspects of uh, good living uh, as we speak. But, uh, yeah, I mean, folks are getting by one way or another. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, I'm, I miss David uh, berating the officials over the air. I've got to admit. <laughs> That's your favorite part. One of them, yes. The, one of my okay. favorite parts. No, David does a great job. And and somebody, uh, you know, uh, as into basketball and as geeky as David, it's got to be a serious adjustment going to no basketball 
and uh, not no traveling. I mean, you know the lifestyle those guys uh, lead, Gordon. It's it's you're on the go all the time. It's got to be crazy for it just to stop. Of course, for the backdrop of the whole thing is uh, is so serious that uh, that that is uh, immediately processed. I think, and so it makes it uh, it puts everything into perspective and uh, prioritizing uh, important things. All right, let's talk to the man himself. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Of course, of course, he's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our good friend, David Locke. David, how are you? How's the health? How's the family? Everybody doing all right? Everybody is good. We are healthy. The all the same things everyone else is dealing with. I guess they. I'm out on a walk right now. Um, got six rolls of toilet paper, so people will be happy when I get home. Um, and uh, but I'm not saying where I went because I might need six more at some point. I don't want any of you to know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so anyway, um, we're good. I was thinking about calling Kevin Pelton today to get into like just to get on some statistical website and do a deep dive of stats together because I am missing doing that and. Maybe I'll look up like who the best defender on drives on the left side of the floor is tonight, or something ridiculous. Because I need, I need a little of that. So, so David, uh, I want to picture this: you're walking, and you have six rolls of toilet paper with you as you walk. Yes, in a paper bag because we've now been told that our reusable bags aren't that are environmentally good are not supposed are not good to be used because they could be carrying germs. I see. So, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I know. See, our listeners know this about you, and we certainly know it about you. You're a deep thinker. So I want to run uh, five points of positivity by you to see if you think this would work for our listeners. All right. Happy uh, Wednesday, wanna, baby. Happy Wednesday. I, wa- I want to get your comment on each one. Let me. The first one is positive affirmations. Simply taking a few minutes with positive affirmations every morning can drastically improve how things go for you. You're supposed to look at yourself in the mirror, essentially, David, and and recite things that are positive about yourself. What do you think of that one? It's probably good for you. I'm not sure I do it. I think I'm a little bit driven by driven by weaknesses, so I'm not sure that's in my DNA, but that's okay. <laughs> How about this? Number two, focus on the good. Most days there will be obstacles to overcome, people who are hard to deal with, etc., etc., etc. But focus on the good things in your life. Okay, are we on delay? No, no, actually, we're not. So that's something you should probably. <laughs> All right. So I should. Sorry, should have told you. Shouldn't. So I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> What I think of these first two. <laughs> Golly, gee. Okay. Okay. okay, how about this one? How about this one? Number three, meditate. Meditation uh, is good maybe. for clearing negativity. So I actually have been doing meditation for a while, just recently, because everybody, everyone I ever read about and every good business leader and every successful person talked about it. I hated it. Hated it for the longest time um, because I actually... You'll laugh at this. I thought it was trying to slow me down. I don't actually have any interest in that. Like, I understand that I run at really high speed. I've kind of gotten comfortable with it in a lot of years of living. And I don't have an interest in slowing down. Around the 80, maybe the 95th session I ever did of it, my, my call map actually tells me how many times. I finally figured out it was about focus, not speed, and kind of loved it now. Um, so I would say... 
I do think there's a real value to being able to meditation, at least for me, has taught me how to filter certain thoughts out. Um, and I'm pretty good at creating, you know, an entire firestorm in my head out of very little truth. Um, just almost to create the common enemy to get myself, you know, motivated, sometimes productively, sometimes not. So I would say the meditation has been very helpful, um, not in this circumstance, but just in kind of life. Um, so I, I would go yes on that one. And I was not a, so really, that's a recent, that's a recent change. Okay. So the last two, let me give them to you real quick. And there might even be a sports application here, but maybe just in any aspect of life. The fourth one is release trapped emotions. And what I'm getting from that is essentially if you have negativity trapped up inside you somehow, to get it out somehow in a, in a, well, in a positive my, way. My, my 1940s, 39-born father, 1960s college Harvard educated father used to say to me as a kid, now he's changed since. Hey, I'll say, you're going to explode one day. When I finally see that person combust, I'll believe it. So <laughs> that was the old school approach to whether you should share emotion or not. Um, he's become a little different since then. I'll share my one. You want my one that I do? Sure. Yeah. So I do something called the purpose of the day. And so. I just have so many things, well, right now I don't, but during the season I have so many things on my to-do list that I started to get really beat up about the fact that I'd look at my to-do list at the end of the day and more, more than half of it wasn't completed. And so I kind of would go to bed every night stressed, not sleep as well, and feel kind of, you know, anxiety, not anxiety in the real sense of it, but just kind of this failure or pressure to what I didn't achieve. So I actually narrowed it down with just this thing called the purpose of the day. So what is the purpose of the day? And sometimes it can be as simple as making sure that my daughter enjoys her time on the golf course with me and that every decision I make during the day should be based on that. That's actually one that I, I had recently and I was running late for something, trying to get something done. And I suddenly realized it was going to impact that. So then you just accomplish that. Sometimes it can be, you know, that you're going to get one, the one single projects more important than anything else. You get that done. A lot of time when I write down my purpose of the day, it's put out the best broadcast I can. And then every decision I make in the day on whether I do something on my to-do list or do something else goes into the, prim the prism of whether or not I can execute my purpose of the day and whether it will help me execute the purpose of the day. That, to me, has been a game changer. Um, you know, frankly, some days the purpose of the day probably would have been today was to get as many powder runs in as possible and release from the world. That sounds like it would have been really beeping awesome today. And I'm really beeping close to cracking when there's 12 inches of powder snow and going to be 30 and we can't have them. All right. I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Sorry. I guess that was the release of emotion right there that it was talking about. I was supposed to do that too, right? Okay. You don't want that. You don't want that trapped in there. Yeah. The fifth, the fifth one's yeah, related that, to that, that evidently had to come out because I don't have any deep and positivity when I'm walking through a snowstorm with six inches of snow to my left and I can't ski it. I'm sorry. I can handle no NBA, but no skiing powder, Jake. I'm not okay. Not an option. So, so uh, the, fifth, the fifth one's related to what you were talking about and your purpose of the day. It's and this is has definitely has a sports application. Is be in the moment. And uh, this doctor, Doctor Brad Nelson, is saying that negativity comes from either dwelling on what, past what events. What if, if the moment sucks? <laughs> <laughs> well, it says it. it, it this negativity comes. Bull crap. I, 
I'm oh, like so into most of this here. stuff. Okay, what happens if I look in the mirror and I think I'm crappy? <laughs> what happens if when I, the emotions I have coming out of me are all freaking brutal? And what happens if my moment sucks? Then what the beep do I do about all this Brad Walker? Tell me that. <laughs> the problem is that most, most of this tension comes from looking back at what happened that you've already been through. <laughs> or what, <laughs> might, or what, or what put, might happen, they, David? They what might happen in the future? May 1st. I'm, I'm sheltering place till May 1st. I'm not looking backwards, Brad Walker. I'm looking straight ahead. And it's going to look the damn same every day between now and May 1st. And May uh, were, 1st is not were, the next month, by the way. I just want to point that out. We're in March. David, David, 30 years ago, I had the opportunity Whoa. to sit down with Dr. Bill Parham, who's a sports psychologist at UCLA. And he said the most important thing for any performer or any athlete is to stay in the moment. Don't worry about what happened before. Don't worry about what happens next. Worry about what's going on right now, and then you improve the moment. All right, so let me – I don't know if this is going to help me yet. Maybe that's actually – I just hit the crosswalk, and it said wait. Maybe that's the most important <laughs> advice I've been given all day. Wait. Um, so – I mean, I'm kind of kidding about this stuff, but I mean, I actually feel like the person who really, this is not like, I'll say this, like I got it pretty easy and this is not that easy, right? Like I got everything. I got financial wherewithal. I've got a beautiful, great wife who's holding us together. I got two, I got a 17 and a 15 year old kid, which is frankly the perfect age to be going through this. Because, like, my neighbors have two six-year-old twins and a three-year-old. Poke my eyes out with a hot poker and do it a second time instead of that. Holy smokes. So I have it really easy, and it's not that easy, right? Like, it's daunting to think about this. So I just really feel for everyone who, I mean, I'm joke, we're joking a little bit because I'm trying to make people laugh because I think that's, like, the answer. But I feel for people, like, I kind of think some of this is, like, what happens if you're listening to this and the moment's not good? Like... That's, I think, what's so hard about this for everyone is we're not looking backwards. We're looking forwards, and we don't know what forward is. And I agree with the premise of everything that those doctors talk about, particularly athletically. You can never look backwards, and that's totally true. But for what we're living through right now, I don't think that is true, and I think that's what makes it so difficult for so many people is that looking forward is the unknown. And actually, to me, that's what actually has has given me some semblance of order here is and I wish some other people would understand this, namely probably people in charge, not of our state, but of larger powers. But like November and December and January, like that life, that's probably not going to come back right away. Like, or ever, like the world changed. We had a, had a global pandemic. It's a incredible turn of the world events. There are these moments in time that actually happen. If you read through history, they happen. It's unique to be living through one of them. I'm not sure I can look forward and see it as a positive, but, I think we're in a, you know, it's different. It's a different world than what we once had. And, and I don't think it's going to be the same on the backside necessarily, at least for a while. And I think we have to kind of grasp that. But I really feel for, I don't know if I'm making any sense here, but I just really feel for, for anyone who's like, I just kind of think that's garbage because that works in all these other sense. But if there's a great uncertainty out ahead, and if, if you already have some anxiety, and so I think this is really hard, and I really feel for you, and I'm giving you a big hug. How's that? Well, well, wait a second. I, it, no, I'm not, because I'm social distancing. So I didn't give anyone a hug. I just gave them a lot of support with my eyes from six feet away. 
Okay, 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 David. So in the doctor's defense, let me say it this way. He's saying don't look ahead right now, especially if there's nothing you can do about it. What he's suggesting is right now you're on a walk in a beautiful location and looking up at the mountains, breathe in the air, and try to enjoy and improve the moment you're in as we speak. So I'm with that 100%, and I'm doing a bunch of weird things. To I've decided I'm calling one friend, one work associate, um, you know, and one member uh, or one, you know, one friend, one, one work associate and one person with the jazz every day. Now, Jerry Carter was great enough to call me today instead. So I talked to Jerry Carter today and, and I'll talk to, I talked to Scott Rogers yesterday and I'll talk to somebody tomorrow and just to stay connected. Cause I think that's really a key thing here is that there's, you've got to find a way to still stay connected, uh, in this world. I, I mean, I think you like embarrassed, like you should laugh at me for this, but I'm just, how do I get, like, I literally thought to myself, how do I get better? So I literally have made like a test for myself and at tomorrow the word is pa- for passes and how many different words can I come up with for passes? And then the next day will be shots and the next day will be block shots. Just how do you get better? So I agree with that concept. Like, how can you at least turn this into some sort of a positive? And that's what we're all trying to do. But at the same time, that other whole rant I went on, that's true, too. So we're all just kind of, I mean, it's just crazy, man. This is just crazy. Well, David, hopefully your appearance on the big show today had some impact on you as well as our listeners. We appreciate it. Can we talk pick and roll? And can I do geeky <laughs> stat stuff? And can we talk about how no long, like I did, a, I did a podcast for tomorrow for Locked on NBA that is all geeky stat stuff. I was like, I got to just go back to it. We're talking basketball and Locked on NBA tomorrow. Well, Trends I, of the league. I had several basketball questions for you, David, but somehow we got bogged oh. down. Oh, wait a Gordon, second. Wait a second. Wait Gordon a second. Gordon Monson. Gordon I'm to help out. Eeyore. I'm... Eeyore over there. Gordon Monson. Oh, I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to be Mr. Yeah. Sunshine. Yeah. So, yeah, all this advice. Great. Hey, I need look. more advice. I need advice like a hole in the head. I need advice <laughs> like I need a pair of six-year-old twins and a three-year-old running around my house while, while, on, while on shut-in. Yeah, that's hey, what I need. Hey. Hey, wait a minute here. Uh, Lock, uh, Jake, go ahead and ask one of your basketball questions, will you? Just so we can end on a happy note. Let's talk hoops. Uh, well, we're way up against it, Gordon. No, we are not. Are you kidding me? When did you start paying attention? I always pay attention. I like you. How about this? All right, David. Uh, If we don't play another regular season game, who is the Jazz' most valuable player of this season? Oh, I think Rudy. I think. the world changed on Rudy uh, offensively, and it was a frustrating year for him. But if you still look at it, he led the league in dunks. He led the league in shots at the rim. Our defense was seven points better for 100 possessions. When he, oh, it's still so good. When he was on the floor, we're nine points better when he's on the floor than off the floor. Uh, he single-handedly changes every play offensively and defensively. Uh, on my offensive metric, he still comes out as the third most impactful player in the league despite – uh, because the league changed on everyone, not just on Rudy. So uh, I don't I don't think there's any question that Rudy's the most uh, valuable player on this team on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, I, we don't have Rudy. I mean, I, I don't know how far I want to go, but, like, like, if you look at the – we don't have Rudy's defensive presence and his prowess. Like, how different are we than the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Phoenix Suns, right? Like, they have great scorers too. But we have a unique player in Rudy and – so I, I, I would go with, with Rudy, and I think the numbers 
pretty clearly show that. And you know, let's go. The biggest trend, and I talk about this on the on that in that conversation. Oh, I'm loving this. You're never getting a break. Um, I like the Jim Gaffigan second voice going right now. Uh, so if you look at the NBA right now, the big change is that if you protect the rim, you have to allow the three. Like that's just a huge quantum shift in the NBA this year is that any team that really denies the rim is now in the last in the league in allowing threes. And because offense has gotten smart, there's only one team in the NBA that's in the top five in the league at denying shots at the rim and in the top five in the league at denying three-point shots, and that's the Utah Jazz, and that's because of Rudy. So Rudy's the most valuable player. Well, not only did Rudy change the game, David, he changed the entire sports world. Yeah, he or somebody else, right? Or Marcus Smart yeah. or somebody else or somebody we don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't – like, I, 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 I actually just want to get away from the idea that Rudy's patient zero because I don't think that's fair. Rudy was the first person to test positive, um, and probably the Jazz uh, – Person, people that were involved in that, which is you know Eric Waters and probably David Petron. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Eric Waters, Mike Elliott, David Petron, Quinn Snyder um, deserve. You know, I don't know. Our front office might have been too. I don't want to leave anyone out. They, they deserve an incredible amount of credit for that. Like this has not been. There, there are two things that I feel like have not been talked about enough. One is, and, and we don't know. Any, I don't know anything. But like, here's a fact: Marcus Smart on the third of March was out with illness. Okay, we don't know that. I don't know anything. But, like, and he wasn't tested. Rudy Gobert, like, barely had symptoms and was tested. Like, the Jazz jumped that crazy fast. And I'm not saying anyone did anything wrong with Marcus Smart. I'm just saying, like, I think Christian Wood was, like, on the injury report for before Philadelphia with the flu, right? And, like, he wasn't tested till after Rudy. Like, all that happened to Rudy was that the staff around him was incredibly diligent and acted incredibly responsibly. And so he, he was the first test. I just think it's a really unfair way for him to be viewed. Um, the other one that I would just want to point out, if I'm going to just really blow up your clock today, is, you know, the whole thing about Rudy and the microphones, which Rudy was just not smart, right? Okay, we got it. Where was the media? Where was the media when those microphones were all touched? Far away. Which was before the, that was protocol. Derek Gordino and the Utah Jazz and Frank Zhang, and again, I don't want to list names and then leave anyone out, did that before the league did that. And that night when Rudy was with the media, he was six feet away. And it seems possible that Rudy was infected at that point. We don't know, actually. We we don't know. Um, You know, he didn't have a symptom until um, the night in Oklahoma City, the night before. So, um you know, but but no one's talking about the fact. Everyone wants to talk about like do a pod. I want to do a, like I've gotten these calls. I want to do a podcast with a media member over there, and what that fear was like. It's like, come on. The real story is that Derek Gardino and Frank Zhang left the put the media six feet away from Rudy Gobert when it may have turned out that he was actually infected without them knowing, without him having any symptoms, and having them. And then he did a low-risk, non-contagion thing to the microphones that looks great on television, so it got a lot of – it wasn't smart. I'm not trying to defend that. It gets a lot of pub. But the real story is how forward-thinking members of the organization were on that. So those are the two things that kind of are driving me nuts right now. Sorry, that was just pent up. That's, you told me I got to release these things, Gordon, so I just yeah. did. Well, uh, let, me, let me just real quick confirm. I, I, I have been told by people who are in the know that everything you just said is true. Every bit of it. So the Jazz were ahead of the game. And, you know, and I don't know who that is, so I, I, I'm, I have trepidation to give individual credit. I mean, I know Derek 
is a large part of that and deserves a lot of credit. And, you know, if Derek was ahead of it, then Frank Zhang probably was. And if, any, if Quinn Snyder's, you know, involved. And so I don't know who I'm supposed to be giving credit to, and I don't want to single individuals out. I guess I just did. But just the whole group, those are the two much more important storylines is that, you know, Rudy was capable, probably could have been, we don't know, in those media sessions of infecting someone, didn't. And that Rudy could have infected somebody very easily in the, while playing those that night and didn't because he was tested what seems to be with, you know, really forward thinking on everyone's part. David, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Stay well, my friend. We appreciate it. I will, and evidently I will stay in. <laughs> yes, stay <laughs> in and stay well. Thanks, David. David Locke, of course, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Coming up next, today's Daily drop selection, and I'm undecided on what I want to do today, Gordon. So I gotta, I gotta give this some thought. Do we want to be really mean or not? Uh, we'll get to that coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.